0: Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for Today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, the TV show, the podcast show. It's great to have you tuning in. Thank you for all those who are keeping in contact. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for sharing. And all that good stuff that you all are doing to help me get out there around the world. We actually had, hey, shout out to the two people in China that downloaded the podcast last month. Uh, looked at the uh, analytics and saw that and thought, wow, China. And shout out to all the other locations around the world that are also listening to the podcast or actually watching the TV show. So I really appreciate it. Like I've said before, thanks for being on the other end because if you're not there, I'm just sitting here talking to myself in the basement in the studio. Amen. Okay, so we're going to continue on with the last part of this two-part series about He's With You. Be encouraged. So, this is part two. If you have not seen or listened to part one, please make sure you go ahead and get over and do that because the two go hand in hand. And we all need encouraged. And of course, being encouraged out of the Word of God and reminding us, as followers of Jesus Christ, we have the Holy Spirit within us and we are not alone. Amen. So today I want to encourage you, once again, as we continue on, I want to encourage you as you continue to live for the Lord. Like I said before, I'll do a short recap. Some of you have been serving the Lord for many years, and yet you feel like you're alone or you don't seem to be growing. Many of you belong to the body of Christ. You volunteer in the ministry or in ministries, or you even run one. And you're waiting on promises that you have not had happen yet, or you have not seen them come to pass. And sometimes you're sitting there and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're wondering and wondering and wondering, and Lord, when is this going to come to pass? You may have had a prophetic word spoken over your life, or you may have had a dream, or you may have had the Holy Spirit share with you. And you've had other people come and confirm it without them knowing, and so You're in a waiting period. It could be a building project. could be an open door you're waiting on. Kingdom opportunities. More volunteers. More evangelistic opportunities. More souls to be saved. Independent ministry growth and so much more. So it's really important that you listen to both of these episodes and you watch this because I really want to encourage you where you're at today. And I want you to remember some important verses from the Bible to turn that frown upside down no <laughs> but to turn you from the stress and being a hot mess to turn you towards peace and to give you the strength you need to get through the desert to get through the waiting time period you're in just to be encouraged because we all need it and like i said this guy first and foremost So we're going to look at a great example of what God's favor truly looks like when we are in those times of uncertainty and confusion or we're in a waiting time and it's not confusing. Sometimes we're just in a waiting period and you just have to be patient and you have to wait and you have to lay it at the Lord's feet. And I'm speaking to myself right now because I'm waiting on some things to take place and I have to have peace. Steve Lewis needs to have peace and I need to rely on him and focus on him and lay everything at his feet, knowing that he'll take care of it. And so that's for me and for you out there as well. So once again, we're going to take a look at Joseph and uh, Joseph out of the Genesis chapters 37 through 50. And like I encouraged you before, if you have not read about Joseph and how God used him in a mighty way to do great things for the lineage of Jesus Christ then you need to read it because it's really important. And it will change your life if you take the time to read it properly and understand what the Word is trying to show you. Joseph is the son of Jacob and Rachel. And, of course, he was a favorite because Jacob loved Rachel a lot. And uh, he worked hard for her. If you read about her father Laban and how Jacob had to work for her, For 14 years because Laban tricked him and he had to marry Leah first. But that's another story for another time. But you have a Bible and you can get in it and read it and learn about it. But I want to start off with sharing about this as we get into the next passages that I want to share with you. But the main thing is to keep in mind, remember, Joseph was born. He was favored. He had other brothers. There was 12 brothers total. They were jealous of him because Jacob favored him more than any of them. He had the coat of many colors. We all remember the Bible story about the coat of many colors. But the deeper story is his brothers were jealous. They were going to kill him. They decided not to. Of course, Joseph had a dream in the beginning before this even took place. And the dream said they were going to be worshiping him, which made them even more jealous. He got the coat. He got the favor from the father. The brothers were tired of him. They wanted to kill him. But instead, they put him in a cistern, put him in a dry pit, and left him there. They were going to kill him. And the story goes on. Instead, they sold him to the Ishmaelites and friends. And they ended up getting him over to Potiphar. Potiphar's house. Even though he was going through turmoil and stress, he still had favor. So that's where we left off. And we talked about that. And... uh But here's what I want to say about the past one that we shared. Remember, the blessings of the Lord were overflowing from Joseph to Potiphar and his household because the Lord was with Joseph, and that's key. The Lord was with Joseph, so Potiphar's household was blessed. That speaks volumes. And even when it seems we're stuck in the mud, focus on him, and he will make a way where there is no way. The question I have for you today, like I did last week, was what promises are you waiting on? What promises? Is it an open door? Is it a ministry? Is it a building? Are you waiting for a church to get finished? Whatever it is, no matter what, stay focused on the Lord. Stay focused on the tasks at hand. Just like I talked about TDY's, Temporary Duty Assignment, I said, even though I was a weapon loading instructor and a weapons loading specialist at my base in the United States, when we went on TDY on a temporary duty assignment overseas for three or four weeks, I was still qualified to do that same job. So it didn't matter where I was. So for those of you out there waiting on a church building to be finished or waiting for a church building to be built, wherever you're gathering at right now, hey, the Holy Spirit's within you. Stay the course, stay focused. You still have your spiritual job title. How does that sound? You're a follower of Jesus Christ. You're the same follower of Jesus Christ that's in the old building. You're going to be the same follower of Jesus Christ that's in the new building. You have things to do. Keep doing them. Keep moving forward on what you're doing. I went away in the war, in the Gulf War, for eight over eight months, and during that time I was gone. Even though I wasn't in my home place, it didn't matter. I still had the capability to do what I need to do. And we need to remember that as followers of Jesus Christ. And we need to step out and start. Get started, step out, put that one foot in front of the other. Because when we show God that we are willing to do our part, He'll meet you. He'll meet you. Okay? So we're going to go ahead and jump in to the next passages of verses, and also keep in mind, rely, once again, rely on the Holy Spirit to keep your mind focused on his calling on your life. So the story of Joseph continues on with Potiphar's wife accusing him of rape, and he ends up being sent to jail. So here he is, the man with the plan, he might as well say he's got the keys to the house. All Potiphar had to worry about was what he wanted to eat, that was it. Joseph took care of everything. Everything's going smoothly except for he just happens to be good looking. Potiphar's wife sees him and starts checking him out. And then when she goes to try to get him into bed with her, he runs and flees away from sexual sin. Sounds like something Apostle Paul would write, doesn't it? Flee from a sexual sin. She grabbed his cloak, used it as an alibi, an excuse to set him up. So here he is. The Lord is with them. the anointed one. Potiphar's house being blessed. The wife turns around. You know how the enemy is, okay? Steal, kill, and destroy. Man of God in the house, doing amazing things for the house, bringing the anointing of the Lord in that house, and the house being blessed. The enemy has to get in there and do something silly and mess things up. Sure enough, sin crept in. She lied. He gets thrown in jail. So now Joseph, our man of the hour, who was betrayed by his brothers, thrown in a pit, sold as a slave in charge of Potiphar's household, is now being thrown in jail. Wouldn't you want to sit back and just go, why me, Lord? Why? What have I done? Help me, Lord. I don't know what else to do. I just give up. You know, wouldn't it make you want to do that? But not Joseph. So Genesis 39 verses 9 through 23. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held, and there he remained. So right there, I'm going to stop on that point right there. So here we go. Life kicks in, and we see how Joseph was blessed by the Lord once again in Potiphar's house, and yet now all of a sudden he's falsely accused of something terrible. And like I said before, many of us that would have been in that situation would have just given up. But here's where Joseph kept going forward, and here's where we can learn. We can pick up our pens and our pencils and our notepads and start taking some notes and say, you know what, what would Jesus do? What did Joseph do during this time in his life? So verse 21 continues, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison. And showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. Favor, 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 folks. Favor. Right? Isn't that something? I'll read that again. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners. Joseph is a prisoner. Accused of raping Potiphar's wife, he is a prisoner. Now he's in charge of all the other prisoners. Man, it continues on verse 23. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. So there you see it. Even though the journey took another twist, The Lord was still with him and favor was upon him in a mighty way. Favor that can only come from God. Isn't that powerful? And so we're going to go back into those verses now and take a look at that as we think about our own lives and what we're going through or what we've been through. And how we too can step up to the plate and keep our heads up. And looking up, right? So verse 21, we'll go back as it says, but the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. So Joseph's in prison just when he's about to get down and feel worthless. He feels the love, the faithful love of the Lord on him. So that would just pick you up. I mean, what could compare to that? The love of the Lord He would have literally just been like, you know what? It's okay, because the Lord is with me. I'm in prison now. I didn't do it. I'm innocent. I feel the presence of the Lord on me. Hey, I'm good to go. I'm in prison now. Now what? What's next? What you got for me? And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Bam. So now the prison warden likes him. No surprise, just like Potiphar, right? Right. And just like in Potiphar's house, the same thing happened in prison. Verse 22, before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. Just like Joseph in Potiphar's house, as a slave, was in charge of the entire house except for what Potiphar had to worry about eating. Same exact thing. You see the pattern? When you're walking with the Lord, you don't get bored. Sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what my wife will say around the house sometimes. I think it might have been a song, but for real, you can look at this on the outside looking in, you're like, what in the world is going on? This guy just got falsely accused and now he's whistling with the keys. <laughs> my man's in charge of everybody in the prison, all the prisoners. He has favor of the Lord on him. He has an anointing on his life. He has a mission That he doesn't know what it is yet, but God has put him right where he needs to be. Isn't that something? Even though, as you read later on in the story, which we won't be adding to this message, but even though what the enemy meant for evil, God turned around for good. Even though his brothers sold him and betrayed the family and the father, God took every single circumstance that Joseph was in. Joseph never gave up. He always stayed focused, and the anointing was always there. Even when there's no butterflies and flowers and roses all blooming everywhere, stay focused on the Lord. When you're in the mud, that's all right. Mud can be washed off. Stay focused. Joseph was in prison. Now he's made in charge. That's how things go when you're walking with the Lord. And once again, 23, the warden had no more worries Potiphar had no more worries. Same thing, because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. We too can walk that path, can walk that pattern. We just need to stay focused. We need to remember wherever we're at, it's a temporary duty assignment. I'm still a follower in Jesus Christ, but I'm waiting on these decisions to be made for my life to keep going on in a certain direction. This is happening. But you know what? For God loved us so much that he gave his one and only son that anyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Remembering those things. Remembering I am a child of God. Right? I'm adopted into the family. We are. Regardless of our mistakes, regardless of what we've done, regardless of what we're going through, We focus on the Lord. We love one another. We forgive one another for everything. 77 times 7. I just said it the other day to somebody. Regardless of what you think in your head, forgiveness. 77 times 7 a day. 70 times 7 a day. Powerful. Why I'm on that kick, I have no idea. But you know what? It all falls in line because... If you're sitting in the Valley of Dry Bones, for example, you're sitting in the desert, you feel like you're in the valley right now. You were once on a high, everything's going great, then all of a sudden you're trying to get this new ministry going. You're needing more volunteers, whatever's going on. You're in this valley. You need to stay focused and get to the other side, relying on the Lord. Uh, Ron Canole sings a song, if you catch hell, don't hold it. If you're going through hell... Don't stop. You got to move ahead, move ahead, move ahead, move ahead, move ahead, right? If you catch hell, don't hold it. Seriously, that's the way you got to do it. Like someone said the other day in a video, they said, they wrote me off. But you know what? I didn't write back. It's like, oh, that's good. Stay focused on what you're doing. Stay focused where you're at. If it's a new building, that's all right. Stay focused where you're at. Keep being faithful. Keep serving. Keep doing what God called you to do. Watch how doors open up for you. Are you waiting for that special door? Don't be sitting back in the recliner waiting on that door. Stay in the Word. Stay focused. Talk to the Lord. Remember, you got the Holy Spirit within you. And keep moving forward. And rely on the Lord to take care of those things, just like Joseph did. And the story goes on where God uses him right where he's at in the prison And that's what helps get him out of prison. But I want to just use those two passages, those two passages that talk about Joseph going to Potiphar's house and Joseph going to jail to give you an idea of even when things look bleak, even when it looks just downright awful, the Lord can still be with you in those times. Make sense? And as you can see, even though the journey took another twist and they're going back and forth, the Lord was still with them. Favor, the favor of God. So seriously, today I share this message because some of you truly needed it. Don't give up on the promises and the plans that God has on your life. At the same time, this is key now. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but this is serious. This is Steve Lewis telling you straight up. I'm going to be honest with you. At the same time, make sure your plans are definitely of God. Don't be a lone ranger. And telling everyone, God told me I need to do this. Be sure to involve a trusted spiritual mentor or leader in your life that knows you personally. And I say know you personally because, you know, I watch Jensen Franklin and a few other pastors online and uh, listen to their teachings, great teachings and stuff. But I can't sit back and say, "Um, yeah, uh, Jensen Franklin told me I need to start this ministry, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. It's like, no, he doesn't know who you are. You know what I mean? And don't sit back. Make sure you have somebody in your life who's not afraid to speak up and tell you the truth. You don't want a bunch of yes men and yes women who you sit back and go, yep, Lord told me I'm supposed to build a beach right by the river down here and then somebody with wisdom says no you don't need to do that steve because the waters are going to rise and it's going to flood and it's going to wash that beach away that's that's who you need i mean you don't need someone who's going to say oh no you're fine that's a great idea brother if god told you to do it do it no you need someone to say are you sure let's pray about this let's stay focused on what god says you know if god told you to do something i guarantee you There's going to be others that can pray for you to get a word from the Holy Spirit that goes along with what you were told, and they'll come alongside you. If you're starting a ministry and it seems like nobody's come alongside you and you're running into brick walls all the time, that's not a good thing. Speak to people who you know will speak into your life properly. In love, of course. They won't just beat you down, but they'll speak to you in love, but they'll also tell you the truth that you need to hear. And then be teachable. Make sure you you're teachable. That's really important. Make sure you're teachable. Sound good? I know. I'm end up going on a rant here, but at the same time, make sure you're teachable and stay focused. That's key. Involve a trusted spiritual mentor or a leader. It could be your pastor, it could be a mentor. But whoever it is, someone who will speak into your life and you'll actually listen to their advice. It's really important. And don't reinvent the wheel. If you're starting a ministry or doing a ministry and you know of others who are already in a successful ministry, you need to come alongside them and say, hey, I'm thinking about starting this ministry or I want my ministry to grow. Can you help me direct me in the right direction? And then listen to them. Don't talk. Listen to them. And when they give you advice, don't sit back and say, nope, because God told me to do something different. Because they're going to go, okay, well then go do what God told you to do. Have a good day. No, brothers and sisters in Christ need to have people that can come alongside them, to point them in the right direction, to encourage them. Especially when they're in the valley. Especially when they're down in there like Joseph was. Joseph had the Lord. And the Lord Turn the leaders into people that came right alongside Joseph and supported him and pushed him in the right direction and gave him the leadership he needed. Sound good? So folks, stay focused, most importantly, and keep the Lord first in all things. Just as Matthew 6.33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Give him some of your day. Speak to him, pray, and read the word of God. Lay everything at his feet, Steve Lewis, talking to himself, and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in the right direction, especially during the waiting time. And lastly, some of you have recited this Bible verse, Galatians 6, 8 through 9. I know you've recited it many times to stay encouraged, and I'm going to share it with you again. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. And here it is. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Right? In the valley. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing. If we don't give up and that's what happened with Joseph he didn't grow weary in staying focused he just kept doing good regardless of what situation he was in and favor of God was with him the whole entire time and I want that same thing for you all like I said before you must stay focused and never give up on your promises from the Lord never give up on your calling especially when you're confident that the Lord is involved And so lastly, stay active in where you're at, where you're planted during the wait and watch how God's favor will be on your life with all those you come in contact with. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray. So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for being able to share this word today. It's been encouraging for me, first and foremost But Lord, my prayer is that this encourages my brothers and sisters out there, as well as some who are just getting ready to come to know you in a greater way as their Savior and Lord, to stay focused, to be patient, to know that they have you within them as the Holy Spirit so they can get on with life. Even when they're waiting, they can be focused on you. And they will be victorious, just like Joseph was. All training staying focused, allowing you to be a blessing in his life and giving him the favor he needed to get through each circumstance. So Lord, I pray that same thing over all my listeners and watchers out there. May they focus on you. May they focus on getting around other like-minded individuals that can help them to encourage them in their time of struggle, in their time of waiting. And I just thank you for all these things. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the series. If you know of someone who needs to hear it or watch it, please share it with them. That's how you can help me. You want to help Steve Lewis at Relevance for Today? Help me spread the word out there by sharing my shows, the TV shows, the subscribing to my podcast, Spiritual Spotlight, as well as Relevance for Today, which you're listening to now. Get those out there so many people can listen to them all around the world. Shout out to all my listeners out there from all around the world. I love you all and appreciate you all. Hey, with that being said, stay focused. Remember, you're not alone. Be encouraged. God bless. Love you. Peace.